Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to another episode of the Proc Talks. I'm your host, Dario. Thank you for joining us today again. Um, as always, before we start, uh, a little reminder, we're always very grateful if you uh, check the link for a cup of tea, coffee, whatever, for a little donation uh, so we can continue our work. That's always very much appreciated. Um, but without further ado, I want to uh, welcome today's guest, which is Sylvain Auclair from Canada, uh, from the band Carcius. Hi, Silva. How are you? How are you doing, my friend? It's been a while, right? We have met before, but that was, uh, yeah, we just checked. It was almost 10 years ago, yes. uh, October 2012, when you played with the Fantastic Heavens Cry, your other band, um, in, at Proc Power uh, Europe in Barlow. Yeah, beautiful Barlow. Um, yeah, I can't wait to, to, yeah, man, there's so, so, so much, uh, so great friends, you know, it's so welcoming. So Absolutely. I can't, I can't wait to be back there after two years of absence. Um, and I, I, I'm guessing you are wearing a despised icon shirt. Is that correct? Yes, I am. From, from yeah. your guitar colleague in uh, Heaven's Cry, Eric Jarin. Exactly. Uh, And yeah, I was I was lucky enough to to catch him with this spiced icon in the meantime, um, like maybe 2018 when he played here in Munich. Wow. So I, I I did meet him in the meantime, but uh, we didn't have the chance. I never saw Carcius live, for instance, but you played live with Carcius in Europe uh, uh, in the meantime. But first, first of all, I, I want uh, to know, uh, yeah, a little bit about the band, about the band's history. Because um, I, I mean, you uh, you weren't uh, there from the very beginning. That's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so that, yeah. yeah. Take okay. Away. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It's nice talking to you. It's nice to be here. And so, yeah, the the band um, started or, um, as an instrumental fusion uh, band. Uh, they started uh, in 2001, um, and then uh, around 2009, that's when they approached me. They had recently, uh, uh, the bass players had uh, departed from the band, and they were looking for a replacement, but they were at the stage where they were also looking to incorporate vocals in the mix. So you were and the they, perfect choice. <laughs> So they say you would have to ask them, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. and it was a weird time for me because I remember we were sort of, uh, on a hiatus with heaven's cry, you know, taking a little break, uh, finding ourselves, you know, just needed to step back a bit, uh, to see what we would do next. And so, uh, let me put the phone away and the distractions away. And so, um, <laughs> So they approached me and I wasn't, uh, not that I wasn't receptive. I was just like, uh, I was um, uncertain if I wanted to join a band, another band, 
you know, at that period. But they uh, they booked a tour in France, and you know, who can refuse to go on a trip with uh, with some uh, bandmates? You know, it's, and plus we got to know each other. You know, when you go on tour, that's when you really uh, you know find out or you really know someone because you're twenty four seven with them, and so you really get to know who you're with, and so. Yeah, it turned out to be uh, the beginning of a great friendship. And here we are uh, almost uh, almost 12 years after. And three albums, uh, four if you count the live ones. So, I mean, we're, and I'm really, really proud about the last one we that's going to be coming out. Yes. The Great it's White Silver, Yellow and Gold, yeah. Exactly. It's called Gray, White, Silver, Yellow, and Gold. We're gonna talk about this in a in a in a second. Uh, just to 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 finish the the quick uh, overlook over the history of the band. I mean, when you joined, they had three albums out, and then um, you uh, until now, excluding the new album, uh, you were on two um, Carcius albums, uh, studio albums. The first day. And then the last one, The Fold from 2018. And as you just mentioned, there was also a live album, Life in France, uh, yes. 2019. And now this is the new studio album, um, Gray, White, Silver, Yellow and Gold. And when I first saw that title, uh, I thought I was looking at a best of set or a, like like discography compilation of Baroness studio albums. <laughs> Baroness. What's, what's, What, what's behind them? I uh, <laughs> you have to educate me on the, the Baroness. They're like a little bit more in the sludge uh, um, genre. Um, yeah. Um, okay. I, th I think they're from the US. I just uh, uh, looked up their discography um, on, on Spotify and their albums are called um, The Red Album and then Blue Record and then Yellow and Green, then Purple and the last one. <laughs> Golden Gray. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So, yeah, what's behind the album title? Well, it was. Um, I I love to play on words, you know. I love and and to be honest with you, I mean, explaining the concept is one thing, but I also really like when people make. Uh, make up their own mind about what it might mean for them. But initially what happened is that uh, Simone Esperance, who's the guitar player in the band, you know, when we do a songwriting process, how it works most of the time, he comes up with all, he comes up with the music and then he throws it my way. And then uh, I get inspired. And uh, depending on how fast the uh, inspiration comes, I'll lay down some vocals and I'll throw it back his way and then we'll do the ping pong game for, and that's how we, uh, we write with Carcius. Um, but that song in particular, he sent it to me and I was instantly inspired. And, and by that, I mean, parasite because, uh, and that's it. So basically those words just came out, you know, I, it's, it's playing with words. It's, uh, rhymes. Uh, and initially, to be honest with you, it's very instinctive. And then afterwards, you know, I read the lyrics. I and the lyrics came out almost instantly at, in a jam. You know, like I recorded the demo of it, and it would. And if you listen to that demo, 
it's almost identical to maybe a couple of words here and there. But I mean, it's so where did it come from? I have no clue. It's uh, <laughs> divine uh, intervention. I have no clue. It's uh, it's totally. Uh, I was uh, I was plugged uh, thunderbolt cable directly with the universe. Um, <laughs> but what it might mean: gray, white, silver, yellow, and gold orbiting around your soul. Billion year old Romeo, cover my body in gold. You know, it could be interpreted as um, the fault because yeah, the fault is one concept and this next album is like the kind of like a sequel as far as the lyrics go and kind of like a conclusion so with the fold as we start we start with a very soft and atmospheric song and the album finishes with the fold which is like super heavy or heavy (laughs) <laughs> and this next album starts with heavy songs and and as it progresses and then it, it starts to uh you know delude in a more calm and uh you know just serene way and especially so we try to do a mirror and and finish the story of this character which is uh like a like a monster detective or whatever I need. And, but the thing is, we're not too sure if it's actually happening for real or if it's all in his mind, if he's uh, under the influence of uh, chemicals. And that's sort of like the abstract thing that I like to play. I love to paint pictures and scenes, almost like a, a movie, you know, where you just, you have the setup and the music, you know, is complimentary it's yeah so gray white silver yellow and gold to to tell you what it might mean it could mean like a an acid trip it could mean a power trip you know people that are in power that are uh you know power savvy uh control savvy and you know you can interpret it by in so many ways you know yeah it's it's uh you just mentioned it it is the 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 um album opener the first song parasite and was also the first single that you released last december right yes exactly um but you all, all already mentioned uh, kind of the 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 my second question which would be more uh, um about the music and the the mood of the music or the also the heaviness in particular um because that's exactly what i what i felt when when i was listening to Uh, the fold and then yeah having like hints of heaviness in in the penultimate tech burning my dreams and then like going full on heavy for the title track the fold and yeah then you go into parasite and um this is basically the by far probably I, the 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 heaviest uh, song in all of Garcia's discography so far mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we were recording the the basic track. We we rented a chalet, uh, and me, uh, Simon Esperance, the guitar player, and Thomas Bradar, the drummer, uh, laid down the basic tracks in that chalet. And I remember one night uh, we were listening to uh, we had recorded the the basic track for the ladder, and as we uh, as we were listening back, uh, Thomas uh, just like said. My God, this is so heavy. Like he was surprised, you know, <laughs> that 
how heavy the uh, the new album was turning out to be. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, I love heavy music. So uh, to me, I think it's, uh, yeah, the, the heavier and uh, the guitar, uh, the more guitar-driven song, you know, really speak to me. And yes, like you said, it's probably the heaviest song for uh, Carsius up to date. And uh, also I, the I whole think... the album as a whole, I would say, even though it gets more, um, yeah, atmospheric. Uh, or serene towards the end, I, I would say that the, there there is um, the, a heaviness momentum that is that wasn't there in all the previous albums. I I, I would say I would feel. <laughs> But yes. yeah, you said you said you like guitar driven music. Of course, despised icon is not exactly your Flower Kings or Marillion, right? <laughs> no. But then you have to expand your horizon, and you have to be willing as far as also if you're a, a music lover or if you're a, a songwriter, I think it's always good to, to listen to different styles and genres and, and hopefully enjoy it and get influenced by that. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. The funny thing is when I, when I look at the, there's like a lot of uh, progressive bands, um, uh, Yeah, traditionally they would uh, soften, uh, uh, like over the course of their um, career. Um, there's uh, so many um, bands that started out as a, like a really heavy metal band in, in the 1990s, and now they're playing some kind of rock. <laughs> um, and um, I have the feeling with Carsis is the other way around. <laughs> You're getting heavier. <laughs> I, yeah, but uh, you know, it's <clears throat> just came out naturally uh, for us or for me, even as a singer, you know, I always wanted to sing with more grit and more uh, attitude and uh, aggressivity and express that part of my personality through vocals. But I was never able to to achieve that with Heaven's Cry in a sense where I was just not physically there yet. I didn't have the skills and the tools. I would, I remember I would try to, you know, I'd listen to Pierre sing, you know, and I like, I would envy him. I would envy his grit, you know, and his voice was like, I cannot do this. He tried to show me. Uh, yeah, but I guess it wasn't, uh, it wasn't there. It wasn't formed, you know? And so by trying and trying and trying, eventually you, you, as in the singer world, you, you call this, uh, the false vocal cords yeah. that eventually form on top of your actual vocal cords. And then you can start to access that. And so I did, but you know, in small increments and as I was more doing it more and more, it, it started to feel more natural. And I, I started to feel less tired every time and start to build endurance. So therefore, <clears throat> that allowed me to um, to access that and bring that in Carcius, Carcius music, and uh, on the last track, The Fold, to have more grit. And I was like, mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, I can express that now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so with the, the, <laughs> the last album, well, the, this new album, um, The music and the demos, you know, had more grit into it. And that's, I guess, naturally, we just we just move in that direction where it started to get heavier, get more guitar oriented, uh, 
yeah, I guess it felt like a natural progression. Like you said, yeah, if you get older, you might get softer, but not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is actually the same for me because, um, yeah, I, I think I mentioned it on, on the podcast here on the Proc Talks a couple of times already um, that it was probably around uh, my 30th birthday or like the year when I turned 30 or something when I like finally started to get into extreme metal. Um, and before I would only occasionally listen to, you know, like Opeth or whatever, but never anything really heavy, really extremely brutal. <laughs> like, uh, and, and then like one or two, two years later, I was, I was even able to uh, go to a despised icon show and, uh, enjoy it <laughs> but you, you started talking about your your um your vocal uh, performance and your your singing technique and all that and um the, that's actually also something I, I i wanted to to dive in a little bit as uh with heaven's cry um you you kind of got this this very very unique uh, dual vocals thing going on with uh pierre saint-jean um yeah. which is I think still quite unique in the scene uh what you did there with with the harmonies and and how your voices complement each other it's quite rare um so when you so I would guess like writing melodies or, or like the vocal lines and all that for Carcius is probably very different uh, to when you write for for Heaven's Cry or no not, no, really. not really i mean i don't think there's a particular formula but let's say for heaven's cry we uh i come up with a song and then i present it to the band so i have to write and record the demos uh the vocal demos and i basically i do everything so program drums you know record bass record the guitars uh whatever, you know, and the vocals. And then I present it to the band and then Pierre and Eric will re-record their the guitars and uh, René will re-record the drums and they will put in their personality into it and so forth. So if it's me or Pierre or Eric that brings a song to the band um, and then uh, we just put our, you know, our uh, flavor, if you say, or our personality, you know, in the demo, and then it becomes like the, the working uh, blueprint for going in studio and writing it. And as far as the vocal goes, it's pretty much the same thing. If Pierre comes up with a, uh, a song that he presents to the band, he's gonna record all the vocals and then he's gonna tell me, okay, well, this part, I see you singing this part. Can you sing that part with the, as a lead vocal? I go, yeah, okay, cool. And then, so we work it out. You know, like I bring a song to Evan Scry and I bring it to Pierre. I go, this is your part, man. This is, I try to emulate <laughs> him, but yeah, but uh, that's it. So that's, and with Cassius, then it's, um, then I get to, to sing all the parts, but uh, it's pretty much the same thing though. It's a demo. I, I do something. And then instead of having to uh, have a second singer to, uh, to help me, uh, to, to split the work, if you will, then uh, I have to fill in the shoes a hundred percent. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, yeah, we already mentioned the heaviness and 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 all that, and and you um, told us about finding your gritty and heavier voice over the last years. Um, a thing that 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 is, uh, funnily enough, popped up uh, uh, quite a couple of times in the last um, months with new releases. Also, for example, the new album from Vivienne Lalu with with um, Damien Wilson um, on vocals. Um, that there's there's this um, yeah this this uh, spot between of heaviness between rock and metal, um, and so would would you consider like? Put it pulling out the drawers, would you consider Carcio still a progressive rock band primarily? Or do you, do you just like don't think about these categories at all? No, I, I don't, you know, because uh, the way we write is very instinctive. We, we're not trying to uh, premeditate where the, the inspiration will lead us. Um, I guess the initially uh, or Bottom line is, at the end of the day, we just want to be proud of what we come up with and we want to feel inspired. And uh, and so to, I think that to, to try to premeditate in what category uh, your music uh, might uh, be identified as counterproductive or but but anyways and and after the fact now now that, that the album is finished <laughs> if, if you're happy that it sounds more metal to be honest with you so <laughs> i mean i definitely am a happy camper here and i'm looking forward to see where we're going to go next you know but uh yeah, yeah i mean i uh, i'm definitely a heavy uh, heavy music lover uh, always been, you know, I remember younger, I used to trip on all the, uh, you know, all the uh, Antrax and Metallica and so forth, you know, the trash metal bands, man, you know, that's where I, that's my education. That's where I come from, you know, part also, you know, pop music, obviously, you know, Beatles and Zeppelin and, and so many great bands and so many musical exploration, too many to mention, but I mean, all you know, the blueprint of, where I am right now is because of all those amazing bands that I've grow, grown up listening to and still do. And you mentioned Opeth, you know, in the heavy music, it's very recently that I discovered Opeth. To be, uh, when they came out with Pale Communion, that's when I really got the foot in the door for me. That's when I started to, because prior to that, I was not into the, the heavy and the, the guttural yeah. vocals i just thought you know i <laughs> i want melody you know but now i get it and and thanks to opeth you know because they have those melodic parts as well and the the, the uh the equilibrium you know between and and the, the musicianship and the, the songwriting so that, that, i think for as a, as a huge opeth fan i think that's a wonderful start to to explore the opeth universe a little bit more um uh, but yeah, Opeth used to be one of the very, very few bands with growls and guttural vocals. I, 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 I would would be able to take, <laughs> um, kind of like like how spicy, uh, spice, spicy, spicy can you uh, like stand when you when you 
going for food or something um maybe maybe a little bit like that um but yes since i discovered um michael ackerfeld's amazing voice on arians the human equation back in 2004 um i've been a huge opeth fan but it wasn't until about 10 11 years later that i really started to get into the extreme prog metal as i just mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in this interview which is uh i think uh, still a quite um, curious um development of taste if you are enjoying this interview please head over to theprogspace.com for more reviews articles pictures and interviews all about progressive music you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram theprogspace.com uh, yeah we uh, briefly when we when we uh checked into zoom uh, earlier before start is pressing play uh, press, pressing the record button we, we we already talked a little bit about the the pandemic uh, years and and uh, um uh, so we got. <laughs> exactly um <laughs> no but but um like uh, i mean back uh, since we we met each other at prog power i mean we 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 kind of stayed in contact by befriending each other on facebook and so of course i i always I, i could see what you were up to also outside of your bands that you were also part of like you know theater or musical production like productions like the wall and stuff so and and you just mentioned that that during the pandemic you had nothing nothing to do so um was was it was sorry was this something that you did like like full, a full time as a as as a full time job um working at the theater singing um yeah and, i'm a full time musician this is what pays the bills and i feel very blessed and fortunate to be able to do so because i still i know it's not uh, uh everyone that could say the same so i feel very blessed that i'm in my life at this point and i'm 50 years old and i'm still making music and making a living from passion that is inside of me you know Wonderful. My, uh, music so, is, yeah yeah so but I, but i guess um of course it was also a, um a, like a heavy blow and a heavy hit for for like hitting hitting also like part-time bands uh, um heavily that that uh, of course um, rely heavily on touring and 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 all that for for at least some income with the band um and we know a lot of like like most uh, most of the progressive bands or the bands in the progressive scene um are not big enough to provide a full-time living for the band members um but i guess for you as a, like a full-time musician as you mentioned it uh, it must have been like really really hard uh, like exactly two years ago uh it started right uh, here in germany i remember it was it was around 15th of march uh so today as we record this is, is uh, uh 9th of march um so almost exactly one, uh two years ago it uh yeah. it, it, it 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 got serious so yes. um yeah how how did you manage to survive this time if i may ask yeah well how do i how did i manage to survive in this industry this far also is is pretty much the the same answer it is 
you have to diversify yourself when you are working in the music business because you know if you rely only on one band or one situation for income and then that situation uh comes to a stop then you're in trouble so i do a lot i i two bands i uh and then two original bands so what really saved me uh mentally i would say uh Carcius was already in the process of songwriting and and recording we were almost at the point where the demos were done and we we're getting ready to uh, go and record the basic tracks of the album so creativity really saved me um and also um that's it to have the opportunity to have friends friendship you know in a band you know it's one of the most important things you know it's friends uh, for life you know even in heaven's cry and i have other um here we call them tribute bands which is uh bands that will let's say play the repertoire of a particular artist you know and then you go and perform live and people enjoy that they go let's say i have a I have a Super Tramp tribute band that I play in, so people come and see me sing uh, Super <laughs> Tramp songs. I have a Sting in the Police tribute band also, so I do that. And I have also Pink Floyd, like you said. I have a Pink Floyd tribute band. I Actually, right now, I, uh, I'm playing uh, on Saturday uh, with uh, Sébastien Cloutier, who's the keyboard player in, in Carcius. He has a Pink Floyd tribute band, and he asked me to join in because his bass player couldn't uh, couldn't be there uh, because of obligations. And so, this is my fifth Pink Floyd tribute band that I play in. So just <laughs> so yeah, so, um, so, so, so tribute what, band. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there wasn't there a Metallica tribute band like called Alcoholica, <laughs> or was it was that Pierre's? That's Pierre's band, Alcoholica. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They've been together for more than 20 years, man. It's crazy. Wow. They're a, they're a, they're a legend here in Quebec in the, uh, you know, in the uh, tribute band, you know, arena, if you will. Yeah. So that's it. And so there's that. So I got tribute bands. I got original bands. I do uh, vocal production. Um, I have three companies that hire me to record karaoke guide lead vocal tracks okay so Let's you know whenever you go to karaoke and uh, you listen to the karaoke and you know you go and you want to sing and all of a sudden you know you, you're not too sure what's the part like and there's going to be like a faint lead vocal in the background well that could be me <laughs> and the vocals also that you gotta reproduce and you know so i do that i uh, also uh i'm a vocal consultant and producer for artists that want to, uh, let's say, record vocals for their albums or produce uh, back vocal arrangements. And so I do that as well. I also work in a rehearsal, rental rehearsal studio here in Montreal called Studio Bass Bin. It's basically seven rooms where people can come in and rehearse. All the equipment is there, the drums, the amps, the PA, the microphones. And so I work there, uh, set up the band, do sound check for them, then let them rehearse and so forth. 
So you have to diversify yourself. And uh, so that's pretty much what I did to be able to keep earning a living in the music business. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And but but now, as you said, you got a gig coming up, and so so luckily we we we're, we're uh, hopefully looking at the tail end of this, and uh, there's gonna be more live music moving forward. Uh, is there any plans for Carsius at this point already uh, with a new album release? Um, yes, we're actually uh, doing the uh, the record uh, launch party. Uh, not this Friday, but next Friday, uh, March 18th. So we're doing that. So it's a concert. Uh, it's, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, they, uh, here in Quebec, they, they limited the access of, uh, to a certain amount of people. So here the limit was 250 people. So we Same have, here. okay. So now the event, uh is sold out because it's 250 people but now they're talking about because the restrictions are going away sorry so they're talking about maybe opening up new uh new tickets so we'll see what comes oh, with that cool. yeah so yeah it's 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 uh, again it's the same here like like we're for times we were looking at you know um limited capacities like 50 percent or 75 percent and and uh, the restrictions are also slowly um, reduced, even though the numbers here are going up again. So, so yeah, we, we'll just have to deal with uh, what what's coming next when we see yes, what's exactly. coming next when it's there. <laughs> yeah, we, but at the same time, I mean, uh, what's mostly what's most important is people's safety, and you know that we take care of one another, and then the rest you know is icing on the cake so i mean hopefully yes definitely we can come back to a more natural world even though everything is going on right now and you're like super close to, to the the war there man it's just crazy it's just insane yeah it it yeah. is it is um yeah what, what can i say everyone knows what's going on in the world right now and it is um a lot of it is not good, unfortunately, uh, quite the opposite. Um, we just hope, hope for the best and treat our our neighbors, our next people with kindness. Um, hopefully we can uh, do also inspire that through music, uh, which is very important, I think. Um, and also helping a lot of people uh, through difficult times, uh, no matter where they are, no matter in which kind of difficulties they are. Um, it is uh, very, very important. As you said, it helped you also like to stay creative. It, it helped you stay sane throughout the, 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 the pandemic. Um, yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope I, I, we can see you here in, in Europe again um at one point i mean you you play you played a couple of times with, with carsius with 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 heaven's cry it was uh were you you at, were you able to play a couple of gigs around prog power i don't quite remember uh or was it just the one-off no it was a one-off uh actually back in uh 2000 and uh 2002 i think we were there for the first time yeah we did a couple of gigs we did uh uh, we did one in Belgium, one in uh, Denmark, uh, 
we did what also in Germany? We, we, what was it called? Maybe you can tell me. It was a, an old train station that was converted into a, a concert hall. I don't remember. That was in Essen. Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah. I, I was never in Essen, but but I but I think I have heard about it. But yeah, 2002 was uh, too too early for me. I, I think 2002 might have been my first prog metal gig with. Well, I was like 15 maybe, and I went to see Dream Theater with my dad. Um, <laughs> dad, great, man. <laughs> and the second gig uh, I was uh, going to with my dad was um, uh, actually Roger Waters. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Köln. Anyway, um yeah, we're talking about live music. We're talking also about like what you've been what you've done with Heaven's Cry before. Um is there anything um going on with Heaven's Cry? I mean, it's been a while since the last one, right? Yes. The, uh this one. Yeah, definitely Outcast. Yeah, for sure, man. It's been a while. That's that's the thing, uh, with Heaven's Cry, it's always uh it's always a long period between the albums. Uh, what can I say? That this is our natural process, but we keep busy all around. Pierre is producing, you know, he's and he's playing. Uh, Eric is doing his a lot with the Spice Icon. Uh, I got Carcius, but we have uh, actually we're working on some some demos right now, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. But uh, there's definitely uh, some work. In, uh, in Heaven's Cry right now, we're, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're building some, uh, some songs. Hopefully we'll, we'll have something to present, uh, maybe next year. Hopefully. All right. Yeah. Wonderful. There, there, there seems to be uh, like a couple of bands, um, are coming back from, you know, from that era, you know, like. One one particular band I'm 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 just thinking of that that uh, used to be like one some of the some of the hottest underground prog metal shit back then in the like late nineties uh, zero hour uh, just announced their like their new record um, yesterday or two days ago um, and um, I think even though it was kind of you know uh, in retrospect um, but in like uh, actually. While you guys were on a hiatus, I uh, discovered, uh, you know, these two beauties here. <laughs> the first two Heaven's Cry albums, Food for Thought yeah. Substitute and uh, Primal Power Addiction. And yeah, uh, yeah those two are, uh, if you're into late 90s uh, uh, underground progressive metal, those two are definitely legendary albums as far as as I'm concerned, um, in the underground prog metal scene, which was pretty, pretty, I think, pretty active back then, from what I've heard. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those two are definitely really cool records. And I thought you, you guys had uh, also like a very cool and unique thing going on, not only with the vocals, uh, w- what we just discussed earlier, um, but also, you know, this... Um, this, this mixture, this melange of kind of technical stuff but then also in the vocal melodies and harmonies there's like some weird aor thing going on sometimes you know and i don't know that i i think it, it was quite quite um unique 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for saying so, you know, yeah, we just influenced by so many things. That's the thing of, uh, about music and progressive music and, and about different uh, outlets and, you know, in curiosity is if you listen, if you listen to so many different styles and so many bands and, and if you're not limited, you know, to, to, let's say, uh, you know, listen to just one particular type of music, then you get influenced by so many different things. And then when you bring that to the table uh, as uh, inspiration, as inspirational tools to create, then it becomes more interesting because you're borrowing from different styles and uh, different, uh, you know, and different tastes also because nobody uh, has the same taste. So then it becomes this... Uh, unique uh, melange and with heaven's cry that was that we really we really loved uh you know uh technical bands but also we listened to so many different other bands you know and the vocals was always uh the initial you know idea between me and pierre was always to form a band where you know, you would have at least two lead singers. You know, we would we used to listen to Sticks. You know, we used to love all the bands with multiple singers. The Beatles. Uh, you know, it's uh, Kansas. And, you know, we love the fact that when you would go see these bands live, they could actually reproduce the whole thing. The the, the guy that was doing the backup vocals was actually a lead singer, and he was good at it. And the harmonies were uh, on the ball, you know, and they were they were accurate, and that's it. It's just yeah, it's Heaven's Cry is definitely a a, a unique uh, mixture of of inspirations. I mean, when I look back at it, Food for Thought Substitute to me is is definitely uh, the gem because the 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 intricacy and the melodies, the melodies were really at, at the, the forefront, I think. Uh, and with Primal Power Addiction, I think we just over complicated the whole thing a bit, I think. But that's just me, you know, and looking back and I think that Wheels of Impermanence is uh, kind of like a blend of, of these two first albums, but the last one, Outcast for me, I think is the one that I'm the most proud of as far as Heaven's Cry go. But that's just my personal opinion about the whole thing. Well, on on um, on, on Primal Power Addiction, at least you got a really beautiful ballad with the Inner Stream Remains where you play the ba fretless bass. And that reminds me that uh, when, when, when I was seeing you guys play live at um, Power Europe um, and and also like before seeing you there, I was quite quite heavily listening to these albums and um, I I remember that like your your bass playing was always like is 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 very pronounced also not only you know the dual vocals and, and stuff and uh, but but also your bass playing and then I I, I remember that um, because you were um, yeah quite the unique bass player and and uh, at that time um i was asking you for because for for a pick because because you're playing mostly with a pick right uh, yeah. and then then you t i remember you told me that um your picks are very very um rare because they are made out of old 
uh, drum cymbals, and that's because you the, the, because of that you couldn't give me one. I don't use that anymore. So I, you know, if we, if I see you again, I'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I use regular uh, plastic. Uh, picks because i found out that uh, you know the sound is a bit too aggressive now i mean i've changed a bit the color of it i love to get uh, an aggressive bass sound but it's got to be round and uh, you know his taste you know you evolve you change you know so now i'm at the the place now where i don't use the metal pick anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if you listen back to the albums uh, that was uh, definitely this unique sound that you were getting out of uh, uh, at mm -hmm. that time and that would also fit the songs of course the the, the heavier songs and uh, i think it's it's uh, for bass it's is uh, in a metal band especially it's always hard to to kind of cut through the distorted guitars <laughs> And the um, drums, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You have to, I have to play with a pick. Uh, if I if I play with my fingers, you'll never hear me. You just hear like a rumble in the background. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. The pick will cut through the mix, and uh, and it's it's more precise. You know, you it's more percussive. You well, I mean, I mean, it's just me. I mean, and I'm so I'm not. Uh, super good with the fingers you know uh <laughs> you got amazing bass players out there you know that they'll cut through the mix you know and they'll they'll play with their fingers so i think it's a question of also the tools that you have and the ability so for me it's easier to use the pick i don't have a lot of strength in my fingers and uh, it's just the way it is yeah wonderful that that was that was a that was a really interesting insight in your um creative music world uh, all things Carsis and heaven's cry and a tribute bands and then of course you also your your, your theater uh, work uh, covered somehow um thank you so much for joining us today Sylvain. it was absolutely a pleasure uh to talk with you about music about the thing that we love most i guess um thank you so much Dario, and i really appreciate any time my friend Wonderful. You guys out there, um, yeah, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe uh, Carsius on all the channels. Also, Heaven's, uh, Heaven's Cry, if you're into more technical heavy stuff, uh, and uh, maybe there will be some updates in the future at one point. Uh, but of course, today we were talking mainly about Carsius because the new album is about to drop. It is called Gray, White, Silver, Yellow and Gold, dropping on March 18th um go check that out um and buy it um before we go one last reminder of that cup of tea coffee donation is very much appreciated and helps us keep the prog talks going and the prog space um you will find all the links to the bands <laughs> and uh of, of our our own socials of course everywhere Uh, in the description as always please like and subscribe leave a comment if you liked uh, what we're doing and thanks so much for listening thank you for um, sticking with us take care until the next time and keep spreading that prog love the prog talks produced by the prog space main host Rune Belsvik Reynolds 
Produced by Runebensvik Reynos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munemitz. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.